We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. He takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Backliners podcast. Agro joined by Barracuda as per usual. Uh, we missed you guys last week, but uh, I knew that midseason patch notes was going to come out. I knew we'd have plenty to talk about this week. Um, Barra, first of all, how I know you've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time because <laughs> you, you're, you're trying to join in on the hype. You, you haven't seen the show before. No. Give me your thoughts because I just rewatched it. I just rewatched it. Okay, so I'm seven episodes in, and well, beginning of episode seven, and I didn't think it was. Uh, I'm gonna have to word this carefully. Uh huh. Yeah, you're on. You're on I see here, Mister. Very cartoony and mm-hmm. feels very TVY seven. Mm hmm. It is both of you them. Know? It is literally both of those things. So oh, that's why it feels that way. <laughs> it does um, feel that way. Going into it, I was expecting more anime-y, and it's very cartoony. 
But if I'm in the mood for it, I actually like it a lot. Um, it's a good chill I, show. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm getting into like the main story. I've gotten past like, I guess the character building or whatever you want to call it. Here's here's the thing, Vera. The character building never stops. The characters continue <laughs> to evolve. It's what makes the show great. You are at the worst part of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what everyone says. So it's like it is. It is very much worth it. Um, it is very not anime it's very no. like western for sure it's very scooby-dooey very scary scooby-dooey but uh well, i think you were gonna agree with it no i agree i do it's i mean it's definitely not super anime like um mm-hmm. but it's great joe my fiance who hates anime uh enjoyed <laughs> avatar we just finished season one of cora i've never seen cora before uh season one was good season one was good i've heard it goes downhill after that but that's all right. After season one of Korra? Yeah, after season one of Korra, I heard it gets worse. But Yeah, people told me to go ahead and watch both, that I would enjoy both, but everyone was like, The Last Airbender is just so much better. Yeah, I like The, the Last Airbender more so far, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm probably just not going to watch Korra. Okay. Season one, it's it's cool. It's got some really cool ideas. Well, I'll talk to you about it later. We're, it's not going to be a whole Avatar podcast because we have a lot to get to all today. Right. Uh, we got to go through all of, we're not going to go through literally every single midseason change, but I'm going to try. Mm. I want to go over the Hunter stuff in depth because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it and um, just kind of the zoomed out view of some other things. Uh, also, in chat, I have not decided or prepped on what random question we're going to have at the very end that we normally like to do. So start thinking about uh, what. You know, like, what did we do last time? Our favorite snacks of some kind or ice cream. No, we did ice cream. Yeah, and then we both got ice cream. Um, it was not good. We got sick. Yeah, you got a little bit unlucky, huh? No more <laughs> no more steak and shake for you guys? That was so bad. I got, just real quick, <laughs> I, I paid like... <laughs> I paid like $5.50 for a chicken finger plate. I was really excited. Uh-huh. I got three chicken fingers that were the length of my like middle finger i would say okay. which is i have a i have tiny fingers short fingers and i got three of them really you're a small hand gang too i don't i don't have a i don't no, i feel like i've got I kind think. of small hands for how tall i am how do you know if you have small hands i don't know they just don't look that big you know mine are definitely smallish. like i cannot palm a basketball easily. i can't palm a basketball at all i probably yeah we'll compare <laughs> hand sizes eventually okay the pandemic <laughs> Um, Next time you come over, we'll just hold hands for a little bit. My dream come true. Okay, (laughs) so let's start with the physical penetration changes. Okay. Um, Before we go into, I'm going to, I've got the patch notes in front of me. In fact, Mm -hmm. I will put them in the chat for everyone who's watching live at twitch.tv slash prediction esports. If you are listening, you can find these on the smitegame.com website or on the smite subreddit. There's a pinned uh, post there. Um, Overall, what are what were your general reactions to the physical penetration idea? If you're uninformed, basically what we did at the beginning of the season with magical penetration, where we tried to make it less of a, I bought one item and now I've got all the pen I need. That was Obsidian Shard. Um, now is it, physical has gone through the same thing, but it's a little bit of a bigger task because two to three different classes use the physical penetration trees Whereas only one was really using the magical before. So it required a, a much bigger scale 
of change. So what were your what were your first reactions? Uh, when I was watching on stream, I was freaking out in a bad way uh, because the first two things they showed on stream were Titan's Bane and Executioner. That's right. Get them out. And I was like, what are they doing? I can't kill tanks anymore. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then as it went on, I was like, I like it. I like it. That's interesting. Um, I played a few games of PTS. I just played them. And I felt like I was doing more damage than before. Hmm. Like, um, Ro gave me like a cooldown crit build with Atlantis Bow and like Malice and Fail Not. And um, it felt great. I was hmm. just zooming around with Atlantis and Wind Demon and killing everyone. I, uh, I've been seeing Ro give feedback in the in the pro Discord. Um, Ro seems like can can I just say that Ro sounds like the perfect coach? Like I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's doing all this math stuff behind the scenes. I've talked to him about the game before. I think he's got a really good mind for picks and bans and that kind of stuff. I, that's just a Ro appreciation moment from me. But he, he's awesome. Uh, um, best coach I've ever had. I think that the idea there. Do you agree that your power curve felt smoother? It wasn't like Oh, I can't yeah. kill tanks. Oh, I can't kill tanks. I sold boots, bought Titans, and now they're they're literal paper to me. Um, is the, does it feel smoother now? Is that what you think you were feeling? Yeah. So I was going Devo's boots at Atlantis bow, and Atlantis has twenty percent pin on it now. And then I think I went fail not after that, so I had thirty. Just kind of, I would say like easy penetration, but I definitely felt it when I was casting abilities on tanks. In the beginning of fights, because before I would Artemis three a tank and I'd be like one fifty. Yep, <laughs> nice. That <laughs> felt good. Let me do that again. And the, I mean, the numbers weren't like dramatically higher, but they were high enough to make me feel good about casting that ability. Sure. And before you had to think a lot in fights, and I think ADC got easier because I'm not thinking about who I've applied executioner to yet. And I'm not playing around that with like my abilities and who I'm focusing in fights. Uh, I think you can get execution uh, still, but I think it's mainly for objectives. And if you really need to burn a tank, kind of like before we built XE tie-ins, if you really have to kill their front line, I think it's the same thing now. We just get your percent pin throughout your build. And if you need execution, I think you get it later as opposed to earlier. Because I think early XE, I think it's just kind of bad now. Um, really i'm kind of surprised because it went down in cost we'll start with the executioner mm-hmm. uh, so let me read the changes real quick the cost of xe went down from 2350 to 2200 gold so it's 150 gold cheaper mm-hmm. the the physical power went up from 30 to 35 so a five power buff but it decreased it lost some passive shred decreased passive shred from 12 percent per stack to seven percent for per stack and that's the big deal because you were getting 24 percent pen on two autos before and now you're yeah. getting 21 percent on three which is a big deal but i feel like early it still it should it should feel better early or that it that it did I right don't think the cheap cost warrants it being bought in that slot okay um you might build it if you're trying to burn objectives and you have like your physical assassin is an auto attacker or you think you're going to be needing your assassin and you to be hitting the same targets early game or not early game, but like mid, I guess, uh, whenever you buy your third item. I think Atalanta is just a better item to get in that slot. Um, 
Atalanta seems nuts. Uh, that it's so much fun, dude. You get a kill and you are just zoomer moding <laughs> through the team fights. And then I had Atlantis and Wind Demon, and the amount of like mobility you get. I was playing Artemis as well, so Artemis two. My, my my Artemis two was always up, and I was just zoomer moding through every team fight. <laughs> but I feel like back back to your point. I feel like Atlantis just you're missing out on one percent pin there. And I think for 250 more gold, I think Atlantis is 2450. I think it's just better to get Atlantis there. Yeah. Um, you don't have to apply it uh, like you do with Executioner. And I feel like the passive on Atlantis is just amazing. You can just hypercarry a team fight if you get that going. And I think it's just by far just better. Well, we'll get into Atalanta's in just a second. I do want to touch on Titan's Bane just to keep it in order on the patch notes. I'll have to jump all over the place. Uh, The changes to Titan's Bane increase the cost from 2300 to 2550. So an extra 250 gold there. Increase the power from 30 to 40. Added 20% physical penetration. So because the passive changes, it, it was weird. The passive was the pen, not actually on the item. Uh, and the new passive, your first ability to cast gains 20% physical penetration. This can occur only once every 10 seconds, so it's very similar to Obsidian Shard. That mm-hmm. passive will allow you to overcap on those abilities. Um, do you think... My first reaction is this item goes from hunters and assassins buying it to only assassins buying it and only mm-hmm. against certain types of compositions, but... Against those compositions, I still think this item is really, really good. Being able to get above the cap and getting 40% pen on something like, I don't know, a Nemesis alt that's going to like hit a tank right mm-hmm. away seems pretty strong to me. I think it's only going to be bought in very small cases into a very limited amount of comps where your main objective is just killing frontline. I think for an assassin, fitting the item in your build is kind of rough because you don't want to get it and I, in my opinion, I don't think you want to get that in your third or fourth slot because it's normally no. like your power, your flat pin, and your cooldown. And like Arendite, Heartseeker, uh, Jones, like all of those are just better items, I think. Yeah. I think you're getting it like fifth or sixth or maybe I would say like seventh if you're selling boots. And if you really cannot get to their back line, I think that, I don't know, I just feel like there's better items yeah, I think that item's really hard to fit in your build. And like you said, I don't think it's a hunter item at all. I don't think I'll ever be buying it. Um, I'm just trying to think like into like a triple frontline comp where you can't get to their backline. I think Nemesis is a good example, like you said. But I don't know what other gods can actually utilize that to... Like what Assassin wants to play towards frontline, you know? Yeah, maybe something like Thor, where you feel like you can like wall their front line off mm-hmm. and then and then kill them. But I agree. I think it's going to be pretty hard to utilize. We'll see where Titan's mm-hmm. Bane um, ends up. I think a lot of people thought the same about Obsidian Shard, and that's now bought every game again. So very uh, true, very true. We will see. Um, okay, Atalantis. I think this is the item that you should be playing with the most when you get your hands on this, because um, unless something changes, this item is. It's real good. Uh, so yep. you so you basically take the old Atalantis and you take off the 10% movement speed and you add 20% pen. And that seems pretty good, though losing the movement speed certainly hurts. But the new passive <laughs> is if you receive a kill or assist on an enemy god, you gain Atalanta's agility for 10 seconds. This effect increases your attack speed by 20% and decreases the movement penalty for attacking, backpedaling, and strafing 
by 50%. So you don't have true hastened, but it feels really, really, really good. And it makes you really hard to hit while you're still putting out a lot of damage. Um, do you think there's any, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at these stats. I'm looking at the way the item works. I can envision a world where Atalantis is not a part of every single hunter build um, when yeah. it comes out of PTS. I think it's at least 99%, if not 100. The item, it, I feel like it just does so many things for ability-based hunters and auto-attack hunters and hyper-carry-esque hunters. Like, if I'm Chernobog and I'm ulting into a fight, that I'm sick. If I'm Artemis playing towards their front line, that I'm sick. Like, it works in so many different ways, and it's relatively cheap, and I think it just fits in. Like you said, like you should just be buying this item third or fourth, in my opinion, basically every game. Dude, X-Ball with this item in lane, like your boys are ganking solo, and then you get the gas pedal to kill your to kill your ADC. I didn't think about that. That's actually insane. Yeah, that's going to be nuts. It's just like, that, that is such an insane power spike. For 10 mm -hmm. seconds, which is a long period of time in Smite, 20% attack speed and a huge movement speed increase. And it's not even just movement speed. It's the fact that you aren't as slow when you're basic attacking and strafing and backpedaling. I don't know. This, <laughs> item, this item's nuts. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, all right. Rage got a small nerf on PTS, goes up 100 gold. Um, I imagine this doesn't really affect Rage's standing at all. I think that is just a slap on the wrist and the times you're buying rage before you're still going to be buying rage. Makes sense to me. Best item in the game. When you, if you want to be critting because it gives you like 55% crit forehead, um, silver Basically branch. Hundreds, like. <laughs> yeah, come on. Now. <laughs> silver branch bow. Uh, this item got some changes as well. It got added 10% physical penetration, removed the 10 flat pen and increased the physical power gained from passive from one and a half to two per stack i think this does put this item in a position where it can actually be bought uh on mm -hmm. certain on certain gods still not sure on like the apollo strat of not building a whole lot of attack speed and then getting silver branch just like slam during your passive mm -hmm. i think that you do want to buy this when you're at like basically cap and then you've got an attack speed steroid that's going to take you way over cap and turn it into a super steroid do you mm -hmm. have you experimented with this item at all do you feel like it has a place I was playing with the builds a little bit in jungle practice, but it's really hard to tell how good a build actually is outside of that. I think, I mean, this item before, the math guys <laughs> were saying that this item is like that Apollo build or whatever. Yeah. We built full attack speed, all the bows. They were saying it was really good. And then I play tested a few times. I was like, this feels terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I would need the math guys to come together again and like really convince me that this is better than crit builds and like, or you can build it with crit builds. I don't know. Like maybe you go with wind demon and just a lot I mean, of attack. Yeah, I don't know. Poison star still has some attack speed though. That got nerfed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like in theory, it should be really good. See, exactly but it's just it's just not i don't know i don't know what to say it's just not that good okay eight point and shuriken this is the wind demon tree uh just the tier two lost attack speed reduced from 10 percent to seven percent that's because i believe both items got hit on there no wind demon say the same poison star loss of attack speed but mm -hmm. that's to give it some room to grow into poison star but there is a new 
shuriken. It's called Shadow Steel Shuriken. It's purple now. Uh, it's 2,500 gold. It has 20 physical power, 10% attack speed, and 20% crit chance. And its passive is enemies hit by your critical strikes have 40% reduced healing and regeneration for 8 seconds. Do you think that you'll be buying this in crit builds against hunters or against healers? Because if it's not being bought there, I don't think it's being bought at all. I think if they had, I would say like four soft heals or probably three soft heals and a big boy heal, I would think about buying that. Like it was like a hell, like a Hercules Camazots, I don't know, some other healing. Bro, like if you're not buying it against Camera Herc Hell Comp, what's the point? <laughs> right, that was a bad example. Yeah, what? <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, know. if they've got, I don't know, like a Glad Shield on the other team or something like that. Like, well, old Glad Shield that got changed. Yeah. Um, but if you're not considering buying against all that, then this item doesn't deserve to exist, right? I mean, that's honestly where at the point I'm at. I would not want to buy this item unless we were desperately in need of anti. I would just be like, last, can you get a Brawlers? Vin, can you get to Vine? <laughs> you know, I don't really want to sack damage in my build. So if you guys could do that for me, that'd be great. I'm just surprised at how little physical power it has. I feel like its stats are really what hold it back. Not necessarily the passive. 20 power, 10% attack speed mm-hmm. is really terrible. Is really low. It's mm-hmm. really low, and it's the it's twenty five hundred gold. If this were like, you know, ten percent, yeah. If it were ten percent crit chance and two thousand gold, that would make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the stats are just too low to justify buying this item. Maybe if your mid laners like Giannis or someone who really doesn't want to buy Divine Ruin that just like does not apply it well at all, I can mm-hmm. see this as like a sixth item, but. I'm not loving it necessarily. It's just hard because in my opinion, you would need it with like a rage build. And if you're going Devo's boots, rage XE, and then this item, that's a weird curve. Yeah. And with the XE nerf, you're not doing that much damage. And like, it's an RNG passive, unless you have like rage and rage. I would say three crit items, basically. And yeah, one of those being rage. It's 20%, right? So if you have rage yeah. plus this, it's 75%. That's still pretty good odds. It's it's hard to... I, for some reason in my head, it's hard to justify buying this over current Toxic Blade. I don't know why. But my brain is just like, Toxic Blade, very good item against healers. Like, I don't want to get Brawlers, obviously. This item I don't want to get unless I have, like you said, 75% crit at least. Yeah, Toxic Blade having more attack speed i want to say and mm-hmm. movement speed and flat pen just kind of makes it better i think mm-hmm. but maybe not i don't know it, those it, are just bad stats bro yeah the stats are just bad i i think that if the if the stats got buffed it would have us it'd have a place but if, you, if it basically just like matched wind demon or poison star stats without their passives and just had that passive instead. Mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty easy to switch one of those out for mm-hmm. Shadow Steel Surikin when you need it. But as it for stands, sure. don't think you're going to see much play. Um, okay, Poison Star got a nerf. Decrease the attack speed from 15% to 10%, but increase the physical power from 30 to 35. I do think that that is a net nerf, um, mm-hmm. but not a massive one. I imagine in crit builds, you're still bo- building Poison Star the vast majority of the time. And I think... 
with steroid hunters, you won't feel this. Like if you're putting Poison Star on Rama and Artemis and Chernabog, I think it still fits. I think on non-steroid hunters, I think it would just feel really bad to lose that 5%. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Uh, Wind Demon it got, also got some changes. Uh, th- these are also straight nerfs. Although, actually, a pretty big change towards the passive that I forgot about. Yes, Decrease the crit chance from 20% to 15%. Decrease the physical power from 30 to 25 But now, the passive now provides 10% physical penetration in addition to the attack speed and movement speed. So once you crit, you will then get pen moving forward. Uh, this item is now... It was already in 100% of hunter builds because every <coughs> hunter was building crit. If crit is good... Wind Demon will be in every build uh, because that pen is just too important, I think. Yeah, the build that I went had Atlantis, Wind Demon, and Fail Not, so I was at 40%. And you have a ton of cooldown and a ton of penetration, and you're Zoomer Boy. And Zoomer Boy on ADCs feels so great. And you were just flying around the team fights. You're getting season one, uh, season one vibes, upgraded sprint three. So much fun. I. I feel like this was an overall buff for hunters in terms of quality of life, like mentally how we feel going into the games <laughs> and in team fights, it just feels great. Like the 10% pin, like with the crit builds, once you get the wind even passive, in my opinion, you're keeping it throughout the entire, uh, entire team fight. Like yeah. unless your RNG is really bad, but most of the time you get that passive going and you get the passive the whole fight. It's kind of like anti-Titans vein. Your first thing doesn't do as much, but then everything after that will do more, uh, which is the opposite of Titans. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all the UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's word BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, next up is Soul Eater. Um, this got some changes. Decreased cost from 2300 to 2100 so now pretty cheap. Did lose 10 power from 40 to 30 Removed the 200 mana, but added 10% physical penetration and now provides 5% ability lifesteal even before stacks are completed and the item evolves. Um, I don't think this is uh, a hunter item by any stretch, though 2100 gold is really cheap, so I could see it maybe sneaking its way in as the... Uh, if you're an ability hunter like Chiron or Medusa, they could actually make uh, leverage the ability lifesteal. But do you think that this item could now see play in the jungle or in solo lane or something like that? In solo, maybe because of I think the overall meta over there might shift towards assassins and more aggressive warriors on the glad shields out. Um, yeah, for assassins, I don't think so. I think the stats aren't assassiny. I feel like they're not playing towards ability lifesteal. Maybe this is like a Pele bridge item, third or fourth. Yeah, but most likely not. Uh, the ten percent pin for assassins. I mean, it'd be like a nice curve upwards if you're looking to gain solo lane a lot. But if you're looking to kill backline, probably not. I just feel like the pin tree 
uh, Aaron Diet, Hartziger, all those are like too good not to get in your build. And I feel like if you go those items, it's really hard to fit Soloiter in there. I feel yeah. like it's just a weird curve for Man, when you're doing so this item. It's so cheap. Like 2,100 gold is but so cheap. For 30 power, that just feels so bad. It does evolve to 40. Uh, whenever you evolve, oh, but all right, all right, yeah, seventy-five minions later. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in lane, it's both sides. You know, you're stacking that pretty quickly at the very least, dude. I remember, God, what season was it when Pon Pon pitched this uh, this uh, an, uh, an item that would give you ability life steal for physicals, and we were all like, "Bro, Thor is gonna be spinning in the middle of a team fight. They're gonna full heal. It's gonna be so OP." Never bought ever. It's been impossible to make this item attractive, it feels like. I think give it Bancross passive and people will buy it. Hmm. It's interesting. But right now, it, I was, again, doing it in jungle practice, trying to fit this out of my build. And every time, it just feels so bad for 40 power. Like the yeah. 10% pit is nice, but I feel like there's other items you can just go that are just better. I feel like the ability lifesteal... And its current form is cute. Yeah. But not good enough to warrant purchasing. Uh, like, Thunderclouds it, in chat says King Arthur is going to rush this instead of Glad Shield and Solo. It's worth testing. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel not like having any physical defense really it makes a huge difference, especially with the changes from Warrior's Blessing as well to reduce the, losing that flat reduction. That makes mm-hmm. him so much harder to play the early lane because you're getting minion aggro all the time. And so to go straight into another item that doesn't have any defense is going to be tough, but mm-hmm. the boy will be healing a lot. Cause he, I mean, you're rolling buttons all the time. So it's interesting. I feel like it's also a good pub stomp item. It's like, just fun. Man. Yeah. Fun item. But I don't think junglers will ever buy it. Soul laners, it will be a cute ranked item. I think. Yeah. And then, I'll, I'll I'll have to do a lot of testing with this item because before I always am a Solider fan. I keep trying to make this item work, and every time I buy it, I'm like, why, why do I keep trying to do this? Man? You're just trying to go back to the days where Soul Leader had defense and gave you the burst heal uh, whenever you fell too low. That, that was all awesome. the tanky hunter meta puke. By the way, uh, Cherio in chat says Nika has been rushing it in lane versus guardians. I can see that where you're not as worried about taking so much damage. So you can go something that doesn't have defense early. Um, I'll bet you it scales really well. Like if you rotate and the enemy mid laner doesn't have divine and the jungler doesn't have beat stick. I'll mm-hmm. bet you, you can one V three with this item for sure. Having solo lane farm. So I like that idea. Um, it's kind of the same idea as old guardians going like Pythags and solo, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. All right, Heartseeker uh, getting a change as well. Decrease the cost from 3,100 to 2,900. So 200 gold cheaper on the best assassin item in the game. Uh, <laughs> removed 10 physical penetration and added 10% physical penetration. So it loses 10 flat pen, gains 10% pen. Uh, it's got to be a net buff, right? Like 10 flat pen. I know I'm the one that preaches all the time that flat pen is broken and that you should, everyone undervalues it and it's worth like, 2x on on damage and that kind of stuff it's so worth it but the 200 gold difference on this item makes a lot of difference i feel like and getting it to scale better into the late game um with 10 against frontliners makes it even better 
I'm just thinking, why? I think like, I think they were why? concerned about assassins being like, oh, I lost Titan's Bane. But here's the thing. That's like, well, I'm just talking about like the cost reduction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got nothing, man. I don't know. <laughs> this, like, this item's B-Roke, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay. Oh, Cheria brings up a good idea. They buffed Heartseeker to make sure that Arachne, Bakakali don't dominate the meta. There are a lot of items that, that help th those characters out for sure. So this does... I mean, I guess there is some reason to incentivize you to play more ability assassins than, than auto attackers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This item is still going to be bought every game on Ability Assassins, as it should be, because that's what... Uh, I, Heartseeker, I hate it as a backliner. I'm sure you hate it as well, Barra. It is a necessary evil in the game, because if you recall, before Heartseeker, if you played something like Thor or th even Thanatos, you had to build Bruiser, you had to build Tank, because you just didn't scale well enough into late. And I think that the overall idea of smite game is healthiest when assassins can one-shot backliners and i can one-shot them in return i think that's what's the most fun to play watch and is just the best game so i'm okay with yeah it. not fun to play but uh I'll, I'll i'll jump on board the ship all right cool thanks bear um, all right. <laughs> fail not only change added 10 percent physical penetration you said you you have been building this and liking it quite a bit because i was thinking I, that in the crit crit meta like when chernabog was meta and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. i was surprised that fail not wasn't being bought i felt like it was still good it's basically me and Rove talked about this a lot i think Every crit item right now is really good, except for the anti-heal one. Um, I think all the items are just so sick. I think for steroid hunters, this item is just so good. Yeah. You get so many stats, and it's just a flat buff. They just gave you 10% pin for free. And people stopped buying it when they nerfed it, I think, by 5% crit chance, I think. Something they like that, yeah. And... I still try to make it work. I still try to make it work. And with the 10 pin, I think with, like I said, steroid hunters and ability-based hunters sometimes, I think you get a lot of value out of fail not. Yeah, this item's good. It, it It's just like such a sick stat stick. And then the <laughs> passive is good as well. For Not so much for your guardian to be critting people, but to maybe it lets you... Maybe on a steroid hunter, because you are going to get so much crit chance from fail not after you ult... You can go something mm -hmm. like Silver Branch instead and, and try and get more pen that way and, and a whole bunch of power from using your steroid instead of having to build Poison Star or something like that. Though Poison Star passive is pretty nuts, so maybe you should keep building it. Um, all right, Masamune, uh, remove from the game, F in the chat. Uh, its similar stats can be found in a new item in the Hammer Tree called The Sledge, and we'll get to The Sledge in a little bit, but it has been replaced by Serrated Edge. It's 2,400 gold. 40 physical power, 10% lifesteal, 10% movement speed, 20% physical penetration. And the passive is if all three of your non-ultimate abilities are on cooldown, gain 40 basic attack power and 10% lifesteal. Arachne, the item. Uh, mm -hmm. Arachne loves this item, and that's the only character I could see building in every single game. Yeah. I think it's really awkward to play around this passive in a team fight 
because I feel like you're going to bait yourself into pressing all of your buttons. Yeah. You might hit all your buttons, but they're probably poorly timed given the team fight. I think it's just an odd item to buy. I agree. Cherry said it shouldn't be 20% pin. I think that's just an awkward stat because on assassins, you're not really looking to maximize your penetration. Maybe. I, mean, I think this is kind of awkward in the same way that Titan's Bane is awkward, where it just kind of makes you want to kill tanks. And I think the passive is really hard to use. I think there's a few cute scenarios, like you said with Arachne, where you can just all in and get the yeah. passive. But outside of that, like if you built it on Kali, it's really good if you're leading with jump, obviously, and stunning and twoing. But a lot of times you're not doing that. And I don't think you're doing that same thing for Baka. If you're leading with jump to gank, that's weird. And I don't, I don't even know what other gods would utilize that. Yeah, but the basic it, ha- it being only basic attack power is really important yeah. because like Thor would be nuts if this was just you gain power because you could like do the combo off of your dunk in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's only basic attack power, he doesn't really want it. Baka should ideally be jumping in because of the passive. Well, it's not the passive; it's the effect mm-hmm. on on his jump, which is like a mini sunder. But that's just not realistic a lot of times. I wonder if it's like, dude, you know what would make this item broken? If instead of your non-ultimate abilities being on cooldown, if you have you, if one of you, if you had just used a relic, like after a little bit after mm-hmm. using a relic, you got the yeah. buff because that would let you blink and use it. Um, that'd be crazy, man. That'd be crazy. Awesome. I don't know. The, the stats are good enough that maybe even if you don't leverage the ability, the passive all the time, it might be worth buying anyways. It does have movement speed on it, which all movement speed items are in my opinion, inherently broken. Yep. So, well, you have Atalantis, so you don't get to complain anymore. Dude, my items are so good. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, clip it. We've got it right there. We're taking it to the balance team, and we're nerfing it all. We got it. We got uh, it, ladies and gentlemen. That's fine. It's. I, I had my fun on my two PTS games. All right, perfect. Um, does a, a Twinkie asks in chat, does it work on Erlong while his one is active? I think... Erlong 1 doesn't go on cooldown until after its effect is over, I want to say. So it wouldn't be ideal on Erlong. But that's My a good idea of a character did. for it. But I'm pretty sure they were wrong. Pretty sure you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't go on cooldown. Because the, cause then the CD gets reduced for each auto <laughs> attack you land. So I can't imagine it'd be, it'd be yeah, on it'd be CD. Permanently up. Yeah, exactly. But that's a, a perfect character for it if it did mm-hmm. work the other way. Um, okay, now we're getting into some of the warrior items, so this is a little bit more speculation and less uh, expertise, at least by the the ADC brain over here. Um, Gladiator shield, <laughs> sorry, Gladiator shield. Uh, now a tier three item, no longer a tier two. The old Glad shield of sustain is gone. It's twenty five hundred gold, twenty five physical power, two hundred HP, forty per forty physical prot, and ten percent CDR with the passive. Any enemy god who is under 50% health takes bonus damage from your abilities equal to 15 plus 2 per level bonus physical damage. Triggers only once per enemy per ability. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of people experimenting with this quite yet. It does feel like it's in a kind of weird spot, Mm -hmm. but I can see it being okay. The stats are kind of not that great. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I think it's a hard one to defend the builds. Yeah, I, I think agree. If the CDR was a little bit higher, it would be, I guess it can't be 15. 15, like 5% yeah. is just awkward to put yeah, on you can't item. Put, we don't, it's only 10 or 20. Yeah. I, I don't know. For my giant ADC brain, <laughs> right. I think this is a very awkward item to build. Because the passive, if the passive was like maybe 75% health, I would see more value. But I think it's just a weird item to build and to find a spot for like what you want to do with this item. Yeah. Cherry <sighs> saying in chat, why would you ever build it over Glad Shield? I, I like, I, I think that, or over Void Shield. I think he's kind of on the right track. That's definitely the, the slot it's competing in maybe on someone like Kakulin, who you feel like you can, you know, you've got more buttons to press that you can leverage more passive procs maybe, but I agree. It's kind of, it's kind of in the middle of the road. It's not bad, but I don't think it's good enough right Mm -hmm. now. And for the record, I'm down with all that because we've seen gladiator shield be so good for so long it is okay for this item to be bad. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Um, okay, Berserker Shield. This is actually getting back into the Hunter realm because I've seen a lot of Hunter players playing with this. Now, also a tier three item builds off of Tower Shield, just like Gladiator Shield. It's 2,500 gold, 40 physical power, 30 physical protection, 20% attack speed, 10% physical penetration. And the passive is if you drop below 40% HP, you become Berserk. Berserk provides 20 physical power and 20% attack speed, lasts for five seconds, and refreshes on if healed and then re-damaged. Have you, ha- have you tried this at all? I know I've seen a lot of people going at third item. I haven't tried it yet, but it's a very fun item to think about. I think this is a more... I think it's just a better version of Serrated Edge. <laughs> sure. Because Where... it has some protection, right? Yeah, and I feel like you're always getting value of the passive. Well, probably like 75% of the time getting value of the passive. Probably the other 25% you're running away. But this just has a lot of good anti-dive on it that hunters desire. And like the 30 physical process is going to help you a lot versus warriors and assassins. The attack speed's nice. Physical pin's nice. The power is pretty high. It's 40 power. And then you and get up to 60 when you go down. Yeah, and I... I just think this item is insane. Yeah, you go up to 40% attack speed. There's probably a world where you want to build. I wonder if there's a world where you start like tower shield. You start round shield, finish your boots, finish berserkers, and then go Aussie. And then it's just like, if you ever get low, you become mm-hmm. this impossible to kill power attack speed lifesteal machine. Um, I, I think that this is this is really good potentially mm-hmm. for hunters for warriors i can see it again like i think that mystical might come back in the meta because mystical kind of was in favor then dropped off i can see mystical being more popular now um do i want this instead of mystical mail maybe on something like osiris but i don't know uh, it, it feels kind of awkward for warriors still I think this is a decent item for diving into a double physical backline as an assassin or as an auto attack assassin. Yeah, like Arachne but, loves this, right? Yeah, Arachne. I feel like it feels like a trend. Maybe, 
maybe Baka, but probably not Baka. Maybe Mercury, but probably not. I feel like there's just probably better items there. Um, yeah. But And then on Warriors, it's like, in my opinion, it's just another cute item where, like, Bologna can use this in lane. Probably Kakolan can use this in lane. Maybe uh, it's like an Amaterasu full attack speed build that can maybe utilize this in lane. Yeah. But I think it's just a cute item for Warriors, and I feel like this is just a good anti-dive item for hunters just don't feel like the protections are enough to be a frontline item only 30 prots and and no health Mm -hmm. that's that's tough i don't think that you can really justify a zero health 30 prot item it's 2500 (laughs) gold um as a frontliner as a backliner you definitely can um yeah okay here's some health the sledge it's now in the hammer tree 2300 gold 40 physical power 300 health 150 mana and 20% crowd control reduction for each enemy within 55 units. You gain 10 magical and physical protection stacking up to three times. This item's nuts. It is mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. Uh, you're going to be seeing this a lot on warriors, potentially on assassins. Um, yeah, this item's just good. I would think about buying this as a hunter. If I was into a heavy dive, heavy crowd control frontline, mm. but most of the time not. Like, yeah, it'd probably be a cute item for hunters. Like Berserker's uh, is better like, for you, right? Because yeah, of the attack speed. Exactly. Yep. Um, but if you're playing something weird, maybe Sledge. Yeah, Sledge just seems good, man. It turns out cheap HP is really good. I like, hate items like this. Dude, do you remember how busted Blackthorn had to get before people started buying it? That item, that might have been the best item ever in Smite. Like, legitimately. The 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 best form of Blackthorn Hammer. Absolutely like insane. 450 health, right? For yes. 2k? Something like that. Like, yep. 450 health for, like, 2100 or 2k. Like, <coughs> kill me. I hate it's it. It's just, like, it just fulfills so many things you need in those builds. Yep. I think... Maybe you can fit this into like a Ravana build, maybe like a Thor build somewhere if you like want to be that tanky assassin. But with how actually with how strong damage assassin items are, this might just be a warrior only bridge item. Yeah, we'll Erudite is kind of like it's kind of taken the slot that was <laughs> reserved for this like third item power and HP hybrid. Like Erudite is just so nuts on like Raven that I feel like that competes with Sledge, but against <laughs> certain comps. Maybe Sledge is better. Um, I don't know. I this think the CCR good. is definitely something to think about. Yes, dude. CCR is broken and no one, so no one, like, no casuals talk about it ever. CCR is yep. so good against heavy, heavy uh, CC comps. Overall, this just leads me back to the road of Spirit Robe is the best item in the game. And that's all I'm saying because yep. that item is insane. Uh, okay. Now we move on to Assassin's Blessing. Uh, increase the health from 50 to 100. Now provide 7 physical and magical power. And increase the healing from jungle monsters from 7% to 8%. Decreased bonus damage done to jungle monsters from 40% to 30%. Um, some changes. Uh, jungle time. Uh, jungle camps also got massive changes. They all got abilities, basically. Um that's i encourage you to read the patch notes because we can't go through all of them we're already getting pretty close to time i just realized uh but any quick thoughts on assassin's blessing because that's you know what it's assassins who knows my giant ac brain says better early and worse late 
Cool. Good by me. Later. Cherry wants us to give it more magical power. No, we're not making Guardian Jungles better, Cherry. And that's all I'm no, saying about that. Please. Uh, Warlock Staff. Increase base power from 65 to 85. Decrease base power per stack from 1 to 0.8. That means the total power is increased by 5. You just get 20 more of it up front. This item is sleeper really good. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll finally start being bought after this. Uh. I think with this and then the next Book of Thoth change, I feel like the double saying Baba Yaga build just got way better. Oh, Baba's going to be so nuts, dude. Um, yeah. Decreased cost on Book of Thoth from 2650 to 2500. That's what Barra was talking about. Okay, we actually, I think, do need to move on because I want to talk about some hunter changes, uh, like actual gods. But real quick, Nemean Lion change. Uh, Trash item. Son of Gaia, really good. Mail of Renewal, way better. Ring of Hikate, one of the best items in the game. Oh. In my opinion, Magical ADCs, in my opinion, will come back really strong. Oh. Uh, probably some Hunter mid-action. Look out for SSG. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I'll, I'll let you take back over. You know, right. I just want to... Wow, that was some good hosting by you, Barra. That was, that was solid work. I hosted an assault tournament, by the way, so I got practice. Oh, man, I'm sure that is... Uh, <laughs> I have to go back and watch that. You're so lucky that I didn't... That I couldn't play. Throw another one so I can play, or else you're a coward. That's all there is to it. Um Zoomed out, Ratatosker changes, uh, oh, general yeah. feels. I think the tank acorns are way better than the aggressive acorns, but the aggressive acorns are still really good. So I think across the board, Rat's insane. Uh, will be prioritized heavily going into uh, the next SPL split unless it gets nerfed. I, I wish I would have clipped Scream's reaction when he was reading patch notes. He, he was like, oh my god, they made the headbutt build even better. That's what he calls the rat one. <laughs> He called yeah. it the headbutt uh, because of the crit acorn, which should be fun. Um, okay, Apollo. We're gonna, I'm going to just try and go over some of the big changes here for gods and hunters in particular. Um, Apollo, increased physical protections on Serenade, Serenade from 10 to 30 to 15 to 35, so just 5 at each rank. And adjusted Mez duration was 1.1 to 2.3. Now it's 1.5 to 2.3, so it's better at lower mm-hmm. ranks. And uh, increase the scaling on his ultimate from 30% to 40%. That's overall 120 to 160 if you hit all the ticks. Will this god finally be playable again? I, I don't know. I think that I think Apollo is right out or was right outside of the playable realm last split. I would play him consistently in scrims. And he was just right there of just like not being good enough. Because he's just so easily gankable by the current junglers. And... The, the other hunters just do more in teamfights, in my opinion, because he's an auto-attack-based god with an ultimate that takes forever to get off in teamfights. Yeah. Um, and the ultimate's also really awkward to use in a teamfight, whereas Trinobah Gold, you can just go up, go down, reset your cooldowns. Apollo, you're just looking for that perfect ult, and then you land on a frontliner, doesn't feel good. But maybe with the new builds, he might be really good because the build or the ult will actually do damage to frontliners now. Oh, that's a good point. Well, having a lot more percent pen early on. Mm-hmm. 160% scaling is nuts, by the way. It's a Hebo ult, basically. You're going to get one shot by that thing as a backliner, and I'm not looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baba Yaga got a buff. This god's nuts. Uh, she was nuts <laughs> before. People are dumb um, for thinking she's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiron. Increase the damage on his one. Uh, went from 80 to 300 to 100 to 300. So 20 at level one is a big deal. An increase scaling on its two by 10% from 70 to 80%. I think Chiron was also kind of sleeper. I think he's going to be good. The, his dash just sucks. The steroid on his dash just sucks. And 
he's a really hard god to utilize effectively to his i was like maximum ceiling in a team fight yeah i think his one needs to be birth birthed okay buffed at the, <laughs> buffed at the top end or birthed as i am very intelligent um and the master shot feels really good as you're ulting through a team fight late game because it's an auto aim ability you're just gonna hit everyone with it um i don't think he's i think he's better in the slots he was playable before but i don't think he's like yeah uh, or anything. play him in mid that's where he he's better in mid i think i think he's nuts in mid um play him there uh cupid minions take an additional 50 percent from the heart bomb explosion and from the initial hit does this change cupid significantly yeah fortunately for me i landed against cupid and i was like dear god he just one shot my melees and that seems good it's actually really cool to play against because you're like oh cool like keeping clear waves now but Probably in a competitive setting in SPL, I'll be saying, like, All right, we should not let this let this god open. Wow, that good, huh? That's, that, that's well, fun. I think, like, I think Cupid's kind of the same as Chiron, where when he's really good, he is insane. Yeah. But it, the other, like, base hunters are just better if you're top picking them, obviously. Like, they just, it's just easier. You're not going to top three your Cupid unless you're playing towards a certain style basically sure but he is just better uh medusa got insane buffs uh mm-hmm. her one now has four charges at all ranks her two increased the scaling from 70 percent to 80 percent and increased the range from 40 to 45 and the lacerate root duration <laughs> her dash went from 0.5 seconds to one second Barra, you and i had once talked about how we could make medusa better and you told me to make her dash smaller um, I don't think that would have got over super well with the community. How, how do you think that these changes affected her instead? Uh, I think you might be able to dash, like in the situations where you can't dash past someone, you might be able to dash and then walk around them because the route is so long now. Hmm. Um, I think the acid spray feels way better because that ability before in team fights felt so bad. It was like using an Apollo one and you're just hitting for like 150. The Viper Shot buff is insane. I think that is so good. And if people aren't thinking that's going to trade early or change early boxing, they're insane. Dude, like that. that ability is just nuts. Yeah. Remember how nuts this god was on release? Uh, I don't remember exactly what the yeah. range was on Acid Spray, but it was like 55, I want to say, or something like that. It was just across insane. Across the lane. Yeah, across the whole lane. It was impossible to miss. Um, okay, Neath. Uh, she got a couple buffs. Uh, backflip. The animation and travel time of this ability has been sped up by 25%. Broken Weave, that's the passive. Uh, all enemies now see Neath's base skin weave models, even if Neath has a skin equipped. God bless. And then here's mm-hmm. the spicy one. Unravel. So decrease the attack speed buff from 30% or debuff from 30% to 18 scaling up to 30%. Because instead of just debuffing their auto attack speed... It now steals that attack speed from enemy gods only. So you get, it's a, it's a double swing. If you decrease them by 30%, you get 30%, which is crazy. Um, adjust the debuff debuff duration from two to six seconds to four seconds at all ranks and hitting multiple gods will debuff all of them, but you only get one of those stacks uh, mm-hmm. for yourself. This has to make this God viable, right? Like it has oh, to. That backflip is so fast. Yep. She feels so good. And the unravel for boxing, 
I think there's some situations where you might look to max that early sure. and play around your steroid and forcing or forcing them to like move to a certain area of the lane and just use it for basically zoning. I I think she's really good. I don't know if she's a top pick, top ban, like something you can just top three every game, but I think she is very, very, very good. Man, it it's flexible. I think you can still play it in mid lane. Um, the power pen build that people were going on Uller, I think was really good on her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Neath is going to be really good. I, the Hunter meta just got shifted so much between items and all of the bad hunters, pretty much like Chiron, Medusa, Neath, at least bad at a top level. Um, Apollo all get buffs. Uh, it's got to be an exciting time to play at ADC, man, because it's like so much, so much new stuff to play and, and different builds as well. I'll finally get to build something else. <laughs> it's been seven and a half years of building XE, <laughs> of building XE. Yep. And I mean, we've had like little metas. We got the golden bow. That was a <clears throat> that was a that was good a time. time. It's my yeah. we were we were talking about this actually. Has there ever been a meta where XE was not built? And I can only think of one off the top of my head, and I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'm pretty sure it was when Aussie had just been made into a tier three item instead of a tier two, and its mm-hmm. stats were really nuts, and you would go Ikaval and Aussie instead of building XE. I, that's the only meta where I can think XE was not played. And I think Titans was like insane then, right? So Titans yeah. just sucked that slot. Um, also, the ability-based hunters, if you're going the like penetration build that I went with like Windyman and Atalantis and uh, Failnut, I think you can basically go that on most hunters. And you have crit, you have cooldown, you have penetration. So everything, like literally every part of your kit is going to do a lot of damage. That seems and good. I think, I think for Neath, it'll just be a cute build. And... I don't know. There's just so many different ways you can take hunter builds right now. And the meta, I, I'm pretty sure Jing will be pushed out unless she's still really good in certain slots. Uh, Bear, I heard you were a bit offended and that Mike put you as uh, the oh, iconic Jing main. That doesn't even start. Oh, no. Like, we don't have time for this, Bear. Come on now. I need like a a few therapy sessions. Maybe we, like, you know that would be a fun podcast episode to have us do the iconic gods uh, player combos for each god, like like Mike did. I think we could do that. I would not give PBM anything. Really, yeah. I would give PBM. Um, I think Mike's up there for Athena. When I think of Athena players, I think of Mike, and um, when I think of Cerberus players, I think of Mike and Artie. Yeah, I never think of Mike. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, man. I don't know. Okay, maybe we don't do that episode. Who knows? Um, All right, chat, we do have to start wrapping it up, but I thought of a topic, even though you guys were all saying things, I didn't really read all of them and decided instead on something that I was thinking about in the back of my head, so apologies for that. Um, I'm I'm taking a road trip tomorrow. I'm I'm driving back home, going to Pittsburgh for a little bit, uh, which does potentially affect next podcast episode. We might be taking another week off while I'm away. and then coming back and, and doing some downtime content. But Barra, what are some of your uh, big road trip trip like t- 
tips? What do you, what do you like to do? How do you keep yourself entertained during a, during a road trip? Uh, there was one time I came back from Orlando and I was hungover. And so you open up all the windows mm. and uh, turn your music up all the way and pray the time away. <laughs> That's the worst advice I've ever heard in my whole life. That sounds horrible. What are you talking about? Why would you ever drive on the highway with your windows all down? That sounds awful. It was when I was coming back from my or I had to move into my apartment the next day. And we had just like had a lot of fun the previous night. And I had to be there that morning and it was an eight hour drive. And uh, that's uh, that's my life. You know, wow. Sounds like you made some bad decisions leading up to that point. Huh? I did. Yeah, you sure did. For me, what I'm going to be doing, because my advice is going to be far be- better than Vera's here. What we make the drive to Pittsburgh at least once a year, most of the times twice. Um, number one, find some good podcasts like The Backliners or anything else on the Prediction Esports Network. But uh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I've been stockpiling some uh, to listen to. So that'll be good. Um, I, uh, in the lead up to driving, I in particular do not listen to any new music like that. Any of my favorite bands have put out and then I save it for the drive. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good call. Um, Mm -hmm. definitely, uh, sleep if you aren't, it's, if it's, you're not your turn to drive. Um, and, uh, here's another thing. I, I try not to worry too much about, getting there at a certain time. Like if I'm trying to race the clock, it just feels so much worse. It feels like it goes so much longer. If I just accept that like my day is over and this is just how I'm spending my day, uh, it's not quite as bad. You know, it feels like it goes a little bit faster that way. <laughs> it goes way faster if you open your windows. <laughs> it literally does go slower because that increases your resistance <laughs> and makes it makes you have to use more gas to go faster. That's uh that's that's the problem. Steeler eleven oh seven asks in the chat if I'm getting some permanies when I come. Of course I am Steeler. Of course I'm gonna be getting permanies for takeout because uh you shouldn't be eating indoor rest in indoor restaurants right now during a pandemic. What is that? Permanies? Oh Barra. Give it a quick Google. Um it's a famous Pittsburgh sandwich place where the whole shtick is that everything's on the sandwich. It comes with fries on it and coleslaw, and it is disgusting and delicious all at once uh, i love it deep into my core i crave this heinous concoction on a regular basis it's fantastic french fry on a sandwich yeah pittsburgh's thing is that we put french fries on like everything like in, if you order a salad in a lot of places in pittsburgh there will be french fries on it it's like a thing why we we love we love it i don't know Not this just, just looks like a turkey sandwich with french fries and lettuce and a tomato. No lettuce. That's coleslaw. That's that's a s- certain type of coleslaw, french fries, tomato, and a thin slice of provolone cheese on thick Italian bread. That's what Permanis is all about. Your mouth is literally water. Man, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. <laughs> of course, I'm going to be grabbing some sheets on the way up as well. I can't I can't wait to get back there. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's the best. It's the best. We love it. Okay, um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Backliners. Again, make sure you're following us at us on our Spotify and Apple Podcast links. 
You can find those in the chat, on our tweets, on Reddit, all that kind of stuff. Um, make sure you're also following all the other Prediction Esports stuff. They have some some really great podcasts on a lot of different esports, so make sure you check those out. Um, I'll be tweeting out about what we're going to do next week, but I think for now we're, we are going to have to take another week off because I'm traveling. But then we'll be back, and I think during the downtime before SPL, something along the lines of iconic player god combos and, and things like that uh, will probably be the direction we take it, because that sounds fun. <laughs> Except if Barra's going to decide not to participate and just be a jerk about it. Uh, <laughs> Barra will be the Jing main, and I won't apologize for that. Okay? Thank you. That's You'll also likely be Soul, so at least you'll have that going for you. Um, thanks everyone for watching. We'll catch you next time here on The Backliners. Bye. Bye.